drop. Hey there, everyone. My name is Christian Wynn, the director of Storyfort. And you can get the full intro here in a sec to an episode that we ran back in January of 2020, when the festival was still on for March of 2020. But uh, we didn't know much about the state of the world or what was coming, and we wanted to get a little nostalgic and listen to some uh, awesome music by our friend Sunblood Stories, who will also be playing Tree Fort 2021. We are now right about a year out, and you can get your tickets for Tree Fort 2021 at com. But uh, this is a really fun episode. We, we actually got to record in studio. Um, I am not in studio right now, as you can probably tell, but hey, we want to say we really appreciate you all hanging in there during this tough time, and we're bringing back some music just because we want to feel something good. And so here we are, Allison Meyer and I on the air with Sunblood Stories, intros to come, and we'll see you at the fest. We're here with uh, the very awesome band Sunblood Stories, yes. and they consist of Amber Pollard. Yeah, that's Say me. Say hi there. Hi, everybody. <laughs> okay. And John Foost. Hello, yes. And we learned it has webbed toes. I hope I that's okay. I sure do. <laughs> On both feet. Both feet. And they're not right. always clean. <laughs> True. So, and then. Gosh darn it. I know. <laughs> yeah, it's your sister's fault. We, that's another story. But anyway, we also have Ben Kirby. Hi. Yes, that's me. Hello. All right. Well, welcome. We're going to hear some music. We're going to talk some tree fort. We're going to, I don't know, just get into things like web toes and whatnot. Yeah. So, Allison, do you want to start us out with a couple of things you're curious about with this band? Well, I think it might be good to start with kind of how you became a band, like how you found each other. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll take that one. Um, so Sunblood Stories originally was just, uh, <laughs> it was just what I was doing when my previous band fell apart. Oh. I was like, oh, well, I'm just playing by myself. And then I, somebody asked me to play a show and I didn't have a name. And I was like, oh, I should just, I guess I got to come up with a name. <laughs> and, it's a good name. And uh, it was, I think it was like 2013. 11. 2011. Yeah, I don't know years, but um <laughs> It was it was one of those real bad fire seasons where like the the whole sky is just sort of a brown color mm-hmm. for a couple months in the summertime, and the the sun was just this weird orange disc that you could look right at, which is always a weird feeling. <laughs> yes, and I put it in some sort of song somehow, and and then I was looking for a name, and I was flipping through my little book. Yeah, this is I got flipping through like oh geez, hmm, what's this gonna be? And then I was like oh, that seems like a name, and then I was like cool, that's a name now. All right. So then I started playing shows under that name, and eventually I was like, I need a band, because this, this is lonely, and also really hard. Playing by yourself, it takes a lot of work. Um, and so we, I gradually started playing with other people, and I was like, oh, you're cool. Uh, you're not cool. <laughs> this is cool. All right. No, never mind. Um, until we sort of formed a band around what I was doing, and then... Uh, and then, and then Amber joined, and, and it was sweet. took the fuck over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> took the fuck over. And still. <laughs> and uh, so we sort of put together the band, and then the band changed again. We've gone through a lot of musicians 
um, in and out over the years. And then uh, John, who I'd played with way back when he was 16 years old, uh, mm-hmm. got he, he moved back here from California right as our previous drummer was leaving. And we're like, oh, sweet. You want to play drum? And he's like, yes, I do. Yes. And we met on Craigslist originally. <laughs> this is a Craigslist. <laughs> really? uh, Ten years ago. Yeah. For some Wait, for some long previous Craigslist band. Craigslist success story. Yeah. We need to yeah. hear a bit more about this. It was some long it was some long previous band in Boise and uh and we were looking for a drummer and posted some incredibly vague <laughs> Craigslist ad like, Hey, do you like the Beatles, the Velvet Underground, <laughs> like every classic rock band ever. And I was like, yes. <laughs> and I remember what you said. You were like, oh, I think, I was like, oh, so you into the stuff that we said? You're like, I think I know what you want. <laughs> that was what you said. <laughs> and you were correct because it was what we wanted. Um, so fast forward several years and here we are. And then um, the one previous member of the band, when John joined was uh, a guy named Nick who was playing bass with mm-hmm. us, who's great, but he was moving to Portland and doing his thing over there. So we're like, he left, and right as we were going to record this album called It Runs Around the Room with Us. That one, yes. <laughs> um, and we're like, well, we have all these songs that Nick used to play on. What are we going to do? And so we just sort of figured out how to be a band without a bass player. Well, originally wow. we had talked about what we were going to do was record it runs around the room with us as if we had a bass player and then find a bass player oh, yeah, sure. um, to fill in those spots and then it's we just totally we, that was the plan we were yeah. prepared and then when it came down to it we started recording and totally forgot that we had planned that <laughs> so we didn't plan any bass parts we didn't record any bass parts and then we we're like cool all we need to do is figure out how to do two things at once and we don't have to get another <laughs> member in our band. Yeah, as long as we all play a minimum of two sounds at once, then we don't need a third or fourth person. <laughs> so that's kind of how it went. And then we ended up here. And so we've recorded two albums under this sort of lineup. Mm-hmm. And it's been sweet. It, nice. uh, you get a really big sound, but you get a lot of the flexibility of a smaller group of musicians, which is fun. Mm-hmm. It's a whole lot easier to schedule band practice <laughs> when you only have two other people that you need to talk to. <laughs> yeah, so um, I'd love to hear a song yeah, of this hear new a album. Song. So you've got uh, Haunt Yourself is Haunt your newest yourself. newest album. And that came out earlier this year. Yeah, September. Tell us a little bit about the album and then about the song you're going to play. If it's off that album, I yeah, guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, so... Haunt yourself. It just kind of it just kind of appeared out of nowhere. Like we were talking, uh, we should probably record a new album. It's time. It's been a couple of years and whatever. So uh, we just kind of did a whole new thing with this particular album, where instead of like practicing, writing a bunch of songs and performing them and working them out for six months before deciding how they were going to get recorded, we decided mm-hmm. that we were going to write them while we were recording them, which uh-huh. was uh, fun. How does that work? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Well, turns out you got to learn how to play the songs after. <laughs> yeah. That part was tricky. After you record them. I think we spent, we spent a year and a couple of months, maybe a year and a half, uh, working on haunt yourself before it was ready, before it was done. And then we spent about six months learning how to play all these songs (laughs) um, because what we forgot was that there's only three of us. (laughs) (laughs) And no bass player. Right, right. So So, um, I think this first song we're going to do, Everybody Loves You, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, this first one, 
was an accident we were up super late because we at the time that we were recording this we all lived together so we worked whenever we felt like it and uh i think we were writing something or working on some other song and uh took a smoke whiskey break and decided we're gonna go outside it was probably like 1 a.m or something and uh ben and i went outside and john was still in the basement where we record all of our stuff and practice and (laughs) he started playing these chords and we just zoomed back down Uh he was playing these beautiful chords and we just plugged in all over you know re-plugged in got reset up and started jamming this out and so originally uh we happened to record it which was really awesome which is why you should always be recording every practice (laughs) session everything you're doing all the time um so we happened to be recording we went outside and we listened to the recording and i transcribed all of the lyrics that I had sang and you know we worked out exactly how the chords were going to go worked out the arrangement of the song and the six and a half pages of lyrics wow. that I had sang wow. over this 20 minute jam session <laughs> uh, we whittled it down into this song and it's uh it's probably the saddest and most beautiful song we've ever written and that's all thanks to John, yeah. Yeah. John. Well, thanks see like he said he knew what you wanted or knew, he, you know, he's like, he knew. I know what you want yeah. <laughs> yeah. you want sad and beautiful I got you that's my, that's my jam it, it was nice it, John contributed a lot more um, chords this album than he has previously which is nice because we learned how to use major chords which was cool yeah. so always a fun trick this song was written on ukulele oh, although yeah. you couldn't wow. tell at this point but that's where it came from it's very exciting
somebody start talking? (laughs) (laughs) That was amazing. That was amazing. Yes, we're getting... I was going to ask a question to Amber okay. just about channeling the, the mood yes. and the music oh, and, and the, the lyrics and you can't see this because it's, it's a podcast but tears a little bit of lots, pe- like lots plenty of, tears, of emotion yeah. and just watching her kind of rock back and forth a little bit with uh, the song so yeah, it, where it, do you go like when you I don't know when you're, when you're performing this song where, what does it bring out for you well it's really it's kind of a Ooh, sorry okay and you can uh, take a minute we yeah. can move back to that later <laughs> we're just gonna cut all this um so the type of music that we make you have to go to that original place every time mm-hmm. otherwise it doesn't mean anything or doesn't come across right or mm-hmm. it doesn't convey the feeling at least for me mm-hmm. i don't know how y'all feel about it but that's i mean so this particular song is was written out of a space of loss and mm-hmm. uh you know wanting to reconnect and missing those moments of uh those final moments that you didn't know mm-hmm. that you needed to relish in mm-hmm. not knowing they were the the final mm-hmm. moments and uh kind of i mean that's the the nicest way to put it Anyway, uh, yeah, you have to uh, keep those thoughts in in your brain mm-hmm. in order to give it justice <laughs> to do the no, right. To do not just. Right. I don't want to karaoke my own song, so Absolutely. I have to. I have to dig deep and keep keep it in the forefront mm-hmm. and remember what they're about. So unfortunately, that does create some really ugly shows yeah. <laughs> a lot of cry faces <laughs> no, sometimes I, it's not as pretty as it could be if i get too emotional you know i hit some bad notes and <laughs> but uh it's the only way to to do it right i think i can That's relate amazing. to that certainly as a as a writer and teller of stories and such that yeah you go yeah. back to these places yeah. especially mm-hmm. when it's you know non-fiction stuff and you're like Ooh. you gotta uh, hold it's on hard to, that. to go i've yeah. had that experience definitely like working on a the novel it was kind of a darker time in my life or kind of it didn't <laughs> I won't go into that story but it was it like lingered over me during yeah. the day mm-hmm. you know just like man that was just a heavy experience so you could feel it in the, in the song yeah. and clearly um, at your shows that I've been to but yeah. Allison, what do you what do you think yeah I've, I've noticed that in some of your shows as well and that was actually one of my questions too is like um, if there are other artists that you're kind of drawn to for for their emotion also or like that have kind of shaped your work or that you would turn to a lot oh well i don't really listen to anything that doesn't yeah have that I- embedded in yeah. it i can't i can't really get into but i you yes <laughs> yes <laughs> it has to be, it, there has to yeah. be a strong yeah emotional connection i have to hear that it doesn't have to be perfect it yeah. has to be i have to feel something Something. and the only way to feel something is if you know the artist is feeling something as well I think at least that's how I connect and so I don't ever want to perform where that's not a thing yeah you know yeah once we get to the spot where like I'm not crying through the sad songs then it's time to write new music and move on (laughs) yeah I like that term don't want to karaoke your own song yeah I don't I don't I always wonder that too like have you 
I'm, have you gotten to that point at times? I, you know, yeah. As a writer, we, Allison and I, just, you know, you, you write it. Then you do some readings occasionally, but um, it's not like going around on tour and you're singing a lot of the same songs mm-hmm. every night for yeah, totally. minute, you know, I don't know how, how long you've gone out on tour for, but, you know, dozens of days yeah, and weeks yeah. and all mm-hmm. that. So what's that experience like for all of you? I guess as yeah. far as, you know, do you kind of find yourself... I don't know, daydreaming sometimes, like just doing it rotely, or is it to something you, you, have, to, you have to be like get in the moment before the show? Oh, yeah, and totally. Then, like, channel yeah, it. I have a yeah. ritual and everything. Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you I mean, to... can you tell us a couple of rituals? Okay. <laughs> but well, I have a ritual. <laughs> well, to be fairly honest, like <laughs> the majority of the time, you're like, yes, I'm like using the music as sort of a time travel or thing mm-hmm. so that, you know, you're really just no matter what's happening around you or happening with the venue or happening with the show, like you, you can let yourself sort of get lost in it and feel how cool it is and, or feel how not cool it is. (laughs) And like, you know, you can let yourself explore, um, all the feelings that are happening at the time. But to be fairly honest, there's some times where it's just like, fuck, just (laughs) why is this happening? like at some really really terrible shows there's some times where it's terrible enough that it'll pull you out of it Uh, and then be like oh man i wish that one thing wasn't happening that would allow me to really do this mm. well and feel this well so what i'm curious on that note um like what would the examples of what the thing would be just kind of a shitty crowd or a particularly bad day personally or just i don't know maybe what whatever Ben, what does it what does it do to make you, you gotta be at that? Well, that a good <laughs> I mean, if we want to get into a story about our last tour, uh, sure, let's hear <laughs> There a was story. a particularly bad show uh, in Albuquerque uh, because the previous like two days, our van had died, so we were sort of stranded <laughs> in Albuquerque. So we were like taking lifts to gigs, and oh, uh, <laughs> we had our our gear like half of it stowed in the van and half of it at a hotel we weren't even staying at anymore <laughs> and then like we were like bumming rides and stuff with just the minimal amount of gear and borrowing people's shit and like <laughs> and then that show in particular got moved to a place that didn't even know it was happening oh, oh no and, that uh, was also doing karaoke that, that was also doing yeah. karaoke in a different part of the bar oh. so half it was the bar just was like, karaoke and the other half was the show that was a particularly uh, intense instance of like I really want to get into this and feel these emotions but there's also seven people here who Wait. give zero shits about this and ten people doing karaoke <laughs> over there and I just but also that I was a great not. night because we made a lot of friends it was no it was good it was good we but hung out with them the next day. That's a good example. Uh-huh. Yeah. And it was super, it we turned out to be awesome. We got a ride to our awesome. show in Santa Fe. Yeah. And it turned out to be great. Like we made friends and it was cool. But like, that's an example of when it was happening. I was just like, I, it's a good thing. There's been a lot of great shows to compensate for how terrible yeah. I feel when this one is happening. But see, I'm the opposite though, because when we have obstacles in front of us, I'm like, I'm going to give this everything. Cause there's only seven people here and all seven of them are going to want to buy our merch. <laughs> Because we need gas money. <laughs> that's when you did take. Yeah, that's when I did. The fuck over. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yeah. How about you, John? He's still in the room. He's yeah, a little he's quiet over there. I liked how accusatory that was. How about you, John? <laughs> I, know, I didn't mean it that way. I'm sorry. Jeez, John, why don't you say something, John? <laughs> 
Well, I had something good to say, and then Ben distracted me, and I kind of forgot what it was. Um, something about getting into it each night. Yeah. I think that's what we were talking about, right? That is. Um, one thing on tour is that's something that kind of like pulls me back into it. Like we have our songs that we can like, even if there's nobody there, like just kind of, we, we play them in such a way that we can kind of just get lost into it, mm -hmm. you know? And like, so even if it's a really crummy night, you know, there's like not many people there, which happens every now and then. I just, or hopefully we do, we just forget about that, mm -hmm. the fact that there's mm -hmm. nobody there and we just give it everything we have, you know, just get lost in the music and such. Mm -hmm. which is easy to do with our music because we don't stop between songs. We don't, <laughs> yeah, right. we don't talk to the crowd. We don't do any of that stuff. So we're just like, all right, here we go. This is what we do. And then I just you put can. on my glasses and don't see anybody. And yeah, just... the, the curtain goes up. Yep, oh. exactly. There's no longer anyone out there. It doesn't matter if there's 300 people or three people. The curtain goes up as soon mm. as the, the set starts. And I can turn Precisely. them off. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It doesn't I matter. I do the same thing. Yeah, I don't. I, I'm not good at talking to ben people, likes looking to look at people. Into people's <laughs> eyes while he's singing. Yeah, he really told me that. That's the craziest way. thing I've ever heard. So How yeah. do you do that? So yeah, he might need people there, but no. John and I are fine. Just, <laughs> I try not to make eye contact. <laughs> no, it's I, I'm fine playing to like three people. That's cool. Like, but it's like I, I used to be really nervous when I was singing and performing and stuff. And it was because I would always look down, so I didn't know how mm. anything I was doing was like being received by people. And so now I found that what actually makes me comfortable is when I'm singing something, I like to stare right at somebody and <laughs> sing them the song. Just make that it person uncomfortable. Me, I, I, I sure, you know, I'm not. I'm not worried about them. Like they're here to see a show. I'm going to sing to them. But like, it makes me like. <laughs> it makes me like. Oh, I, I have a place for this song to go. I'm going to send it to you. It's going to be whatever you're gonna like it or hate it whatever but I'm here you go it cheryl you. and like kirby was staring at me oh yeah i'm sure that's yeah sure i know uh, does that have you ever had any feedback like from the audience remember you were staring at yeah. the whole time <laughs> you know somebody comes up and complains <laughs> I, it was good but he was just looking at me it's the like, whole time well do i don't i don't sing an entire because... song to one person i usually that like we'll do amazing. like i, I do like a line and then i'll sort of bounce around and i try to just look at everybody who's looking right at me and just sort of like i see you i see you i see you and like that actually makes me calmer and feel fine mm. And like the specific show I was talking about wasn't because the people weren't there or whatever. It was only like seven people. That true. show was. It's not true. There was a lot of people there. I yeah, it it wasn't about that. It wasn't about how many people were there. Everything. It was about <laughs> the thinking in the back of my brain, like, okay, don't know how we're gonna get home. Don't know how we're gonna get to the next gig. Don't have any money. Um, and Gotta just buy a van. Gotta don't know buy where a we're van. gonna sleep tonight. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just all the things like I can normally turn off when we're playing for that particular show. Just were just overwhelming my brain, and I was just like, I. Ah, I'm having a hard time, but mm. otherwise, yeah, I like to look at people when I'm singing. All right, soon. Allison, <laughs> <laughs> be prepared. Then. Okay, she's sitting right across from him. So, um, I you, will not stare into your eyes. <laughs> ever so I know you had a couple questions, Allison, about like well, some tree forward stuff or anything else. Can I go back you very can, quickly yeah. to you were talking about like if you're if you're no longer crying during the songs, it's time to write new sad songs. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like then? that's also kind of a sign that the music is helping you sort of get through things like you've reached the point of peace with certain things or oh no no, no. i think i feel like um overexposure mm. just kind of dulls everything yeah and so i think um 
which is kind of unfortunate because I think that a lot of the stuff that we are talking about, um, yeah. uh, which is pretty much this entire album, which is not all the albums, but pretty close. But this particular album is a, a lot of different traumas that we've mm. yeah. experienced and pushed together. And I think that, um, uh, no, I don't think it's a moving past because we yeah. have, we have moved. I feel yeah. specifically my trauma. I've, mm-hmm. I had 24 years of therapy. I have moved past my trauma, mm-hmm. but <laughs> <laughs> I have to re-access that space yeah. in order to to yeah. perform correctly what I'm trying to convey to mm-hmm. the listener or the audience, whatever. Once it gets to a point where I'm not feeling those feelings, mm-hmm. I don't feel like the need to continue moving forward with it because I don't think that it would impact someone listening or watching mm-hmm. the set in the same in the way that I would intend it to. Yeah. Um and that's not to say it would never come back up again. We have recently revisited mm. some older songs that we have, you know, pushed us you know, pushed in, yeah. pushed aside and they've resurfaced in a way that is still, mm-hmm. you know, is back to raw and emotional and less like, oh okay, now I'm saying this song. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to explain that. I hope that yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, I'm just you know doing those sort of things, yeah. creative stuff that you kind of get tired of, and then you put right. it in the drawer, or just don't open that file. Then next thing you know, you go back to yeah. it, or maybe five years later, and you're like, oh, re-inspired. Uh, yeah, yeah, like, or, yeah, yeah, even or you like just need something again. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I can it, it makes sense. Or it's like sure. it's just not so desensitized. Yeah. Right. So you start. You start losing your sensitivity to certain topics if you talk about them for too long, yeah. or yeah, sure. and you can put them in the back drawer yeah. and revisit them later, and then all of a sudden, you're reinvigorated. Yeah, yeah. And this is something I kind of back to a couple of things we've talked about earlier with this subject. Do you think is it like I don't know? Can you detect that in other bands when you're like, yeah. oh yeah, they're just pulling when they're that not, old song they're just out going again. through the motions. Right. Yeah, or do you, you feel I mean, that? or bands you've toured with? You don't have to name names, but I mean, I'm just this is something that was like, oh, we don't want to do that, yeah. or is well, it like, how nice it, am I supposed to be? <clears throat> you, you can go for it. <laughs> <laughs> We're ready for about, it. Yeah, I don't. Hell yeah, I can okay. tell when that <laughs> when you're faking that shit. I can tell when that's fake emotion. I can tell yeah. when you're just like repurposing some riff from the '80s that mm-hmm. you've decided is you know yeah. so old that you can modernize it. Mm-hmm. I can tell when it's like oh. At this particular event, I am supposed to feel emotional, mm. yeah. so I'm gonna pretend this song means this. Um, yeah, <laughs> you. I mean, it's. I feel like it's pretty easy to figure out like what's uh, legit, right? Right? Like if it's <laughs> legit, it probably is a good reminder. At times, if you do see that, be like. I don't want to ever come across no, that I, way. Yeah, it so. is a wonderful reminder. <laughs> ben and I have had this conversations at shows like, that was pretty cool. I don't ever, <laughs> ever want to look like that, <laughs> sound like that, do anything like that. I'm not naming any names. Okay. You're right. Okay. You're right. That. Maybe you it's could name some, like, um, though, of your favorite, especially since this is a Tree Fort-based podcast. It like, is. If well, there have I'm... been any Tree Fort shows that have been like your favorite to witness mm-hmm. and inspired also. your work maybe since mm-hmm. deep, uh, year one they've been a part yes. of it so yeah. moving into his ninth year yeah so you, you know you know well uh specifically for me i'm you know don't have a huge 
backlog of, of uh, brain space to, yeah. <laughs> to hold all of these wonderful experiences because there's been so many and I've experienced a lot of really great things at Tree Fort and discovered a lot of new things. Yeah. Uh, the Ghosties from Portland uh, was one of the most life-changing experiences mm. for me. That project really, at the time, I don't, it dissolved and it's re-evolved, but it's not exactly the same um, in terms of content, but the the original group was founded by a member who needed to speak to her mom who had passed, oh, wow. and that was how she was wow. choosing, and so, oh, I just got goosebumps. Uh, yeah. So that was uh, really life-altering for me. Um, seeing AU on the main stage with Like a Villain when Like a Villain was a part mm. of that was two and Divide and Dissolve last year really changed mm. changed a lot for me and then yeah. Low played oh yeah. oh yeah Low yeah seeing Low was one of the coolest things like I've never really I've never seen a band be like that quiet and kind of reserved mm. and just absolutely captivate everyone who was watching it like oh, holy shit like what is this <laughs> and I, I remember it was nice because I we had played before them so I was just hanging out by the gear on the side of the stage like in a chair kind of like and eventually I kind of because it was like 1am by the time they finished so I was just sort of like nodding off in this chair but like oh this is nice <laughs> yeah. just like I'm just gonna dream a little bit while this is happening this is oh this is lovely that's a pretty good moment to have it. Yeah, no, it was, it was fantastic. Like chaos and just yeah. like, the like towards the end of the day, and you're like, oh. This what were some other ones? Oh yeah, uh, Namdi. Mm -hmm. If uh, yeah, if you guys have ever heard of him, it was I, it was one of the wildest things I've ever seen. So it was in that all ages venue they had oh, yeah. last year, or the year before, in that over in like the Urban Outfitters building urban or whatever. It's just like almost a construction site with a stage in it. Yeah, and uh, and he came and played and. Uh, if you don't know his stuff, like the stuff that uh, I had heard beforehand was like super cool, quirky, like rap stuff. And I was like, oh, this is great. Let's go see what this is. <laughs> and we went there and he was playing with this like super wild, like almost like math punk band from Chicago that was his band, like his backing band. And he's also an excellent guitar player. And so it was just like the most bizarre combination of like, Namdi's Namdi's unique rap style and just like this incredibly uh mathy like bordering on metal kind of punk band that was his backing band. Oh, it was so good. It was like one of the most mind blowing things I've ever seen. And then he got done and I was like, What the fuck was that? <laughs> he uh, shred then, that guitar. He shred yeah, it was that wild. guitar. <laughs> and uh oh yeah, and then there was uh Probably the most intense experience I've had at Tree Fort was uh, it was like the second or third year, and we went to see Wooden Indian at the Red Room. Oh no, I you do not want to tell that story. <laughs> I really want to hear this story. Uh, right now. I was there. There's, there's some details we should not get into, but <laughs> I did something that made the, <laughs> made the lights be like, "Whoa, yeah. that is insane!" And I was like, looking at my hands, and they were getting really big. But anyway, um, <laughs> that was a particularly wild show where people were like climbing on the pipes that were hanging, and like uh, not like, people, band members. Well, no, that too, that too. But Dan like, crawled across the pipes. <laughs> 
and broke the pipe and oh. the water was spraying. <laughs> oh, that wasn't Dan because Dan was playing drums the whole time. No, no, no. Oh, maybe it was. Maybe it was. What's I don't that teens that I'm, broke the pipes and stuff? Is this like a That was a different show. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. What, maybe Dan was crawling on during teens. Right. That's, that's just, what happened. Perhaps. I just vaguely, I remember, I remember that it happened. <laughs> and I remember that's all I, know. I remember it just being the, like one of the most wild experiences of my life and just the the most it, it was like the most intense mosh pit I've ever been in and I just remember we were <laughs> we they I had like I'm gonna go get in this mosh pit and I got in it and I not really a mosh pit person <laughs> and I like got knocked down and then pushed back up and then some dude punched me in the face he comes no, no, running no. over he comes running over air this dude just punched me in the face. It was fucking awesome. <laughs> and then he runs back in the mosh pit. <laughs> I gotta go punch him in the face. <laughs> and anyway, then we giggled until like four in the morning. But anyway, that, that you was... You ate ice cream for like three hours, but it was the same spoonful of ice cream. <laughs> that sounds about right, yes. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on from uh, that's un- a good unnamed story experiences. For sure. <laughs> that's so that's awesome. I'd love to hear some more music. How about yeah. Yeah, let's hear okay. some more music. Well, we just told a very funny story, so now we're going to sing a not very funny song. Um, <laughs> so this one sounds about right. This one will be interesting because we just figured out how to play this in this arrangement before we came here. So <laughs> we're. Uh, well, um, I usually play like a bunch of drums on this song, yeah. but we don't have drums, so we'll so see if we'll it see communicates. We're, yeah, properly. we're going to see if we can take a a long, heavy build-up drum jam <laughs> and turn it into a cool non-drum jam. <laughs> we trust you. You can do anything. That was your first mistake. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> All right. Well, let's give it a shot. Uh, this song is called No One Can See Your Dream.
Wow. <laughs> we trusted you for good reason. That yes. was amazing. That was oh. not what we planned on doing at all. Really? Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. I think, uh, yeah, there's a, a saying from a book title. It's about music and musicians called confidence or the appearance of confidence so <laughs> i think yeah you that you look very confident yeah we, we wouldn't sounded, have known the, oh yeah we, we totally it was knew amazing. exactly <laughs> what's gonna happen yeah. you always know yes oh man thanks for I noticing shy. Yeah. I <laughs> well that was remarkable for sure thank you allison what do you have now for us can I can I ask a question and then I do have to leave? <laughs> is it weird for me to ask a question and then yeah, sneak that is out? a little weird, but not well. As that long as you weird. stay for the answer, I'll I know there's answer. a sick dog at home that I know. Allison... I have to relieve oh. my babysitter. Oh, that's um, fair. I'm going to be so late, sweet. but I have to yeah get my puppy. That's okay. We're getting getting towards the end. We're getting, getting the most. All right. What's your question? <laughs> my question. <laughs> I'm always interested in breakthroughs as artists, and I'm wondering like what has been your biggest breakthrough as a musician whether it's been like in a specific song or just generally the way you approach your art uh well i recently found out that i'm a real musician oh see oh, like yeah. that so, something like that would be great <laughs> somebody tell let's you hear about that <laughs> no 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 we uh uh recently did a, a live recording and i watched a video and that was the first time that i'd oh. seen something that wasn't like a phone recording oh, or yeah. something like that or like you know where what that was actually it was kind of kind of similar and <clears throat> anyway it's kind of stripped down and i was like oh i can actually play that guitar <laughs> like oh i can actually sing so i, I did recently have 2019 Imposter syndrome goes away. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> We're like, Amber's always like, been like, way too hard on herself. She has always been a musician. That's Aww, yeah. John, <laughs> the greatest Christmas present you could have ever given me. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, I'm I'm here. I'm here for <laughs> what I miss. Amber's uh, a great singer. We got everything. it. Yeah. yeah. No, the the breakthrough moment Big as an artist, like moment, yeah. what that I mean. When I that feel like when we figured out we can like make just as much noise as a trio as when we mm. were a five piece, yeah, uh, was pretty exciting. We just that all had huge. to play two things at once, and there we go. Yeah, I play drums it. and keys, and Amber plays slide and bass <laughs> synth, and then Ben plays bass and guitar at the same time. That yeah, was, I guess figuring out that we can all do more than one thing at once and we don't actually need other people was a huge breakthrough for us because we've been mm. able to do a lot yeah. and expand. And Yeah, well, we think it sounds fantastic. It sounds amazing. And then as Allison exit stage left, <laughs> we're going to go back to Look, some music. sick dogs are very important. I know. Yeah. And you should take care of your baby. And we support important. you. What's her name? Yeah, let me say it on this it's, podcast. It's the official her name, tree for, story for it <laughs> She's mascot. She's our story for it mascot, Karma. I'm going to go oh. home to Karma. But oh, you are all amazing. This is very important that you do not mess with Karma. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do not mess true. with Karma at all. This is true. No. Take care of the But uh, we'll want to thank you for being here, Allison. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we will... This has um, been amazing. You're yeah, all it has. Amazing. Um, let's, what do we have next, I guess, music-wise? Uh, a song. A song, yeah. all right. <laughs> well, that's actually debatable. Um, <laughs> so we thought we'd... Uh, do a little bit one one of the things that we love on top of you know writing songs and playing the songs is playing sort of ambient music that not ambient but you know music that we don't know what it's going to be improvised, improvised is the music. word oh, is you are the looking word? for oh, improvisations right, right. we liked we like to you know 
we call them noise jams like because they might be music or tonal but they might not also you know there'd be some combination of the things and then if you call them a noise jam nobody can hold you to the fact that like you're not actually playing music <laughs> right you can't do anything wrong in a noise which jam. noise is music <laughs> so, i didn't mean to <laughs> Jeez. so we, we thought we'd um, spend a little time making some improvised Perfect. weird sonic things and then blend our way into a song called shimmer distant that is the last track on our on haunt yourself correct awesome. all right well let's hear it all we have right. is a key so far. So if it doesn't sound good, it's not our fault. Just wrap us up. Just, Just blame wrap the, us blame up. Blame the key if it doesn't yeah, sound yeah. good. Blame F. <laughs> All right. All right. All right.
sit with that for me that was amazing <laughs> oh my gosh hey did y'all hear that really cool thing that i was doing no i totally missed that <laughs> I, 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 what I, I, <laughs> wait what did we just do i don't even yeah. know it, it sounded cool whatever it was that's i fantastic. didn't know i could do that so. well thank you for having us uh, can we go back to the fun. breakthrough question because i just had one did you <laughs> what did you just do well I, I i ran my vocals through this vocal pedal put the bass uh the bass uh, effect on and put it at a mid mix with a high um, uh, reverb and then just went <laughs> way to pull back That's the curtain <laughs> I know. it was dope <laughs> I don't know if you could hear but I'm it gonna was do it awesome. again <laughs> well the whole thing sounded awesome and oh, seeing well the beginning the kind of the song not non-song song the beginning the sound yeah. amalgam or whatever you called it i'm sorry um it reminded me a lot of when you guys played at uh, scary fort for us where we do oh, an yeah. annual event yes. um story for it presents this at like right around halloween time when it clearly this music kind of suits that time of year did you and, just call us spooky yeah well I was gonna say, there's a lot of words that people use i haven't did not call you spooky <laughs> I didn't say shoe, high desert shoegaze, <laughs> but it's it's in there. But um, we're running out of time. But it did remind me of that. We'll, it's scary for we have authors read original, you know, spooky, weird, creepy stories, and then you know some music layered behind it. And you played two or three years ago for us, and that was amazing. We'd love to have you back. Yeah. <laughs> so this this year you were on tour during that time. Yeah, I believe. So that's that was what you told me, anyways. <laughs> but. Uh, that said, um, we're just going to close it out um, and say thanks to Sunblood and John and Ben and Amber. Thanks um, for having amazing us. having you yeah. here. We Thank you. Yeah. And so you can see them at Tree Fort 2020 and probably 21 and 22 and 23. Every so Tree Fort ever. So yeah. that's a, it's an amazing experience. As long as they'll keep having us, we'll yeah. keep going. <laughs> well, I'm not totally in charge of the music side, but I, I vote yes. So. Um, <laughs> Clearly you they, heard it here, like, folks. Yeah. <laughs> That's somebody else. But um, anyway, I want to say thanks to Eavesdrop Studios. That's Hell e E-A-S-E. -E, yeah. Not yeah. Z. Like I always make it sound like, but Eavesdrop. Um, Eavesdrop-.com is their website. We can find this podcast and many others um, that are very awesome. And then you can also find links to the this podcast at treefortmusicfest.com. And we want to say, gosh, just thanks so much once again. And hey, we'll see you at the fest. Yesterday.